Okay, welcome to our first podcast in partnership with Health Bay 24. I am John Rubinetti. I'm the Senior Vice President and General Manager of our middle market segment at Fiserv. I oversee all aspects of the business from sales to managing 10,000 customer relationships to overseeing the service of those customers, uh, as well as our partner and our product strategy for our middle market companies. And that's why we're here with our partner, HealthPay24. At Fiserv, we view the middle market as companies with sales revenue of $5 million to over $350 million. So it's a very wide range of size as well as industries. But one industry in particular that we believe is a great opportunity to help our customers and our prospects the most is healthcare. And our value proposition at Fiserv is much deeper than just accepting payments. We're focused on driving more sales and accepting payments seamlessly and securely. We also wanna make sure we help our customers digitize their operations. We also look to increase their approval rates, lower payment costs, and all of this kind of wrapped around security and compliance, which in this highly regulated industry uh, is critical. So that is why we are joined by Dan Furman from our partner, HealthPay24. And so Dan, I'd like you to introduce yourself and uh, provide a little insight uh, for our customers here. Thanks, John. Uh, yes, I, I'm Dan Furman. Uh, I'm the Senior Vice President of Growth with HealthPay24. And my, my, my background is to focus on um, areas within healthcare um, that are looking to streamline the payment engagement process um, on different aspects within their environment. Um, HealthPay24 provides a payment engagement platform uh, that allows them to manage components of payments, um, whether that is a patient-related um, obligation, um, all the way to other miscellaneous um, items that they may uh, receipt for, and allow for streamlined workflows and automation and reconciliation back to all of those supported systems from a patient billing perspective, uh, as well as to the GL financial systems. Uh, HealthPay24 has been around since 2001, providing these unique solutions to healthcare providers, um, ultimately today leading to a better consumer payment engagement process for healthcare providers uh, that focus on some of those strategic operational needs um, that you know, Fiserv has brought to the marketplace. So thanks, John. Great, thanks, Dan. Um, so again, Dan and I are here. Uh, we're gonna just have a conversation about the revenue cycle journey from the provider's perspective, um, the pain points that they experience and things that we can share uh, to help them solve their, uh, their pain points. So let's, uh, let's jump right in. So Dan, first question really, you know, how can providers increase adoption of pre-service payments? Sure, perfect question, John, and I appreciate you asking. I think the first thing to really understand as it looks at pre-service payments from a healthcare provider um, is that, you know, traditionally, you know, over the years, you know, their revenue cycle 
really wasn't designed to manage patient payments, uh, in particularly, you know, at pre-service and at point of service. So the, the first thing, you know, that, that we want to understand from a healthcare provider, you know, is, is how have they adopted or learned about making those changes in order to, um, you know, in order for them to not only be able to support that consumer engagement at pre-service and point of service, then ultimately how can they increase that adoption? Uh, once they have that foundation in place, um, it really becomes fairly easy uh, to increase that adoption. And there's a couple steps uh, that we teach our healthcare providers, um, you know, in order to drive that adoption, and then how HealthPay24's platform will ultimately support that process uh, throughout that engagement lifecycle. Um, you know, so so the first step in that uh, process is, you know, we always want to make sure that they build trust with their with their patients. Um, you know, in building trust as early as possible. Um, and, and under, you know, and having them, you know, understand, you know, what you're doing from a consumer standpoint, uh, whether that is from a clinical treatment or a cost treatment, you know, building that trust with that patient is going to be one of the key drivers to increasing that adoption. The second step into that, the next step into increasing the adoption of, of pre-service payments is educating the patient. Yeah, you, know, um, you know, as the um, the provider, the payer, and the patient, uh, you know, life cycle has become more complex. Uh, it is up to really the provider to continue to educate that patient um, in in and in informing them why they're approaching them, you know, pre-service around their financial costs. Um, healthcare providers do a great job in discussing what their clinical expectations are around their procedures, uh, what may have occurred during their procedures, and, you know, what to expect post-procedure from an educational standpoint. But educating the patient on their financial costs related to that service is becoming, you know, utmost important, um, and not wanting to surprise that patient. It leads back to that kind of conversation of trust. If you're educating your patient on all aspects, they're going to learn to trust your organization, um, you know, in regards to services. And then the last step is communication. Um, you know, the the ability to, um, you know, provide early communication to the patient. Um, as soon as possible, you know, in and around what their financial costs are going to occur uh, and when those could occur um, is going to be really important to, you know, how successful a healthcare organization is in their pre-service collections. Uh, they also need to be consistent with their communication. Um, so making sure that anytime a patient reaches into their organization, you know, whether that's speaking to somebody in the financial services side of, of their organization or coming through their website or any other phone assisted type program, you know, what you're communicating to the patients throughout each one of those channels is consistent. Um, and that's going to teach better behavior for the patient in understanding on why they need to pay, pay you uh, at pre-service and making sure that that transaction happens sooner. And then lastly, you know, in those communications, you want to inform the patients 
how they can how they can pay you or what is available to them to make those payments happen um, and making you know and in understanding each one of those components you're you're educating that patient you know you're working with that patient and you're you're taking that financial stress away from the patient to make sure that you know the cost related to their services is just as good as how they receive their clinical experience. Dan, thanks. And you know, as as a patient myself, right, I, I go through this with you know dental work for my kids, right. And so I've noticed that you know all of them, medical, dental, all of them are doing a better job of being upfront to the communication piece, right. But the struggle that I see and that I've experienced, right, is while they are upfront about what my payment, what my cost is and how I can pay, they're not really making it easy to pay, right? And I think the next step in this um, is really around how to make that easier, right? Like how to, as I said earlier, right, digitize payments for, uh, for these providers to help them. So maybe you could kind of take us one step further here and talk a little bit about what options do the providers have to digitize that payment experience? Because from my perspective, that's the critical piece, right? Is making it easy. I always talk about, you know, uh, everyone trying to chase the Uber, you know, and Starbucks customer experience, right? Ease of payment, one click, those kind of things. So how can, how can providers do that um, in this space? Correct. Yeah. Great question. Um, and there's, Quite a different, quite a um, things to think about as as you look at digitizing that experience to to improve that that capabilities around payments. Uh, but you brought up a um, a great concept. Everybody's trying to to chase that Uber experience. Um, and if you and if you think about healthcare providers, you know some of the common um, lag in wanting to address the digitized experience is from a perspective of that generational gap of individuals that they serve. Uh, and, you know, and, you know, if you think about how time has changed, you know, a lot of the individuals that were looking at the digitized experience have been traditionally our, our younger generational um, um, uh, individuals. Uh, but, you know, as care, as well as, you know, technology deployment has reached, you know, a larger generational divide. And as our older, you know, generational um, individuals um, within, within our population has really adopted the use of technology. And in part, if you think about, you know, why they're doing it, one is because, you know, they want to make sure that they could still communicate not only with their children, but if you think about today's grandchildren, you know, they're so focused on only using their devices that, you know, they, they solely use their devices for those forms of digitized communications. And a lot of grandparents are communicating, you know, with their, with their grandchildren throughout those devices. So they've learned how to pick up the use of those, those devices and, and have become part of their day-to-day -day operations. So now healthcare providers have a larger communication platform to, you know, to a larger, you know, larger uh, generation um, a, a population that are going to utilize it and adopt it. 
Um, so as they begin to, to think about how they can digitize that experience in, in multiple areas, you know, one thing to strategically focus on, you know, as they look at these services and, and from a health pay perspective, you know, from our experience perspective, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, one, you're not going to introduce or create any collection management challenges, you know, you know, as you communicate or digitize your communications to patients, um, you know, you want to make sure that doesn't impact anything from, you know, how that payment's going to work or create a backend backlog for you. You know, you also want to avoid reconciliation challenges. You want to make sure that, you know, anything that you do digitally provides you enough information around reporting and reconciliation um, around those transactions that, again, doesn't impede your workflow from what that digital expectation is being driven from, from a consumer's perspective. Uh, then, then also you want to make sure it's still automating your processes because what the digital experience is all driven about is the ability to inform consumers sooner, be able to allow them to have the ability to pay easier, um, allowing the digital capability of storing payment methods um, within their footprint, being able to communicate through text or emails. So it's all about driving a more efficient transaction sooner than the traditional approach where a paper statement was always driven in the mail, driven via the mail and you know waiting for that patient to pay off of that paper-based communication. So ultimately you, you want to automate that process as best as possible because you, your, past, your, your payments are going to be coming in faster uh, and, and more efficiently and you want that as an automated process. And then lastly, you know, as you really think about your digitized experience and what, what you know, platforms have to offer to your consumers like HealthPay, you do not want to create a bad experience. Um, so again, making sure that you're bringing that consistent message throughout your life cycle, you're communicating early with your patients. Uh, one, that you're not communicating too much with your patients. Um, you know, that the digital platform that you've enabled your consumers to access um, is informative, but easy to use. Uh, because again, the digital experience in relationship to adoption is going to be driven based off of how the consumer uses that platform and how they engage. So ultimately a positive experience is going to be important to, you know, whatever, you know, important to, you know, you know, whatever parts of the digitized experience that they have to offer. But today healthcare providers have a, have a large um, uh, or a vast um, uh, list of ways that they can digitize that experience, whether that's mobily right through their fingertips of using their, their uh, mobile devices uh, while supporting text and email-based communications, um, and then ultimately providing a, a, a secure way of supporting a communication and allowing that text communication uh, to facilitate the payment right from the text. So you know, you know, as you think about how um, the healthcare providers uh, population has changed, um, that communication is going to be a large step forward uh, around how they look at their payment processes. Yeah, it's a good point. It's, you know, and, and I get it, right? They, um, you don't want to overwhelm your customers, right? You want to keep it simple and easy to use. 
But at the same time, you know, and we see this in not only the healthcare industry, but in all industries, it's about providing different choices, right? Because that's what you want. You want to be flexible, right? Some people do like the text to pay. Some people do like to, to you know, go into a portal. Some people, you know, like to, you know, dip their card or do contactless, right? So people have different ways of doing it. And I think it's important that the providers kind of know that choice is uh, something that they want to make sure they provide a vast range of choices so they get more adoption. Um, so I, I agree with you. And then I think that communication piece balance for them, you know, you don't want to send a, a message, you know, a digital message, you know, every week, right? But you want to kind of set up the, the payment plan or whatever it is and then make it easy for someone to just follow up on. So I agree with you, two, two very good um, tips there. Um, you know, one of the things we hear about a lot, right, from customers is as they're trying to digitize and go down this space, um, you know, how do they, you know, how do they lower that, you know, patient payment costs, right? Because everybody looks at, they know there's a, pay, a cost to accepting payments digitally, um, but how do they, you know, how can we help them and what do you guys do to really help them lower their patient payment costs? So that's a, a great question, and it kind of loops in, you know, the top two questions that you, you've, you know, we've kind of chatted about here during this conversation. But in addition, you know, it goes back to if you traditionally thought how the revenue cycle would work, you know, typically a, a patient comes in for service, uh, they bill your insurance company, you know, your insurance company pays a portion of that, and then ultimately they send a statement in the mail. Uh, and then the patient receives that statement. Typically, that statement will sit on the patient's desks, not only for the first billing cycle, but technically, traditionally, for the following two. On average, it takes between 60 to 90 days for, a, you know, in the traditional model, for a patient to pay. You know, providers are also utilizing um, other vendors in the space that, you know, take on that responsibility and, and you know, act as you know the billing office or or the extended communication office um, for that healthcare provider um, and charge for fees for services uh, related to trying to take that collection habit um, uh, or process for for that. So if you think about you know all of those costs, um, you know the best way to really lower your cost to patients uh, is kind of what we spoke about. One is digitizing that experience. You're going to want to communicate to your patients electronically. You're going to want to be able to communicate all those financial costs uh, through, you know, through, you know, every type of touch point that you've engaged your patients as soon as you have those available to the patient to, to understand. Um, you're going to want to build trust with the patient, you know, as early on throughout the, the, the process. You want to talk to them about their financial obligations um, as soon as you can. We talked about, you know, being able to offer, you know, a great, a great clinical experience uh, around their service. Uh, why not be able to have a great financial conversation with them? Um, most patients understand that there is a financial cost uh, to um, their services. Uh, it's just, you know, approaching the patient, you know, in a consistent manner, uh, building that trust with them and making sure that they they feel comfortable about their costs. A lot of times, you know, patients know they have the costs. Like I mentioned, you know, what they're worried about is how they're going to be able to pay for those 
uh, services. Um, so patients really want to understand how you as a healthcare provider are going to work with them in and around that cost. You know, so what's available to them to pay, whether that's a payment plan, whether you're offering a loan program that allows them to spread that all over a long period of time. Uh, so, you know, how is that, gonna, you know, how is this clinical experience, you, you know, going to meet into their financial, you know, ability to pay over a period of time. Um, so, you know, making sure that, you know, you know, putting these strategies in place, you know, and allowing you to be able to collect sooner in the cycle is ultimately going to drive costs out of the process. You know, whether you're digitally communicating to the patient, which, which would then remove the costs for being able to statement those patients, uh, the patients no longer needing to have a paper statement in the mail. So uh, those mailing costs and the statement costs that are you're, you're, you're driving out into, into your population to, to make those payments. Uh, by being able to collect sooner, you're, you're no longer needing to then chase that payment afterwards uh, from a billing perspective. So if you think about how that's reducing your AR and your money on hand, um, being able to be, be able to support that ability to collect sooner than later is becoming really important. Uh, so if, if you think about, you know, how we referenced, you know, the other questions, um, you know, lowering the payment costs are not necessarily related to, you know, how you capture that payment, but, you know, when you capture that payment. Uh, and the sooner you capture that payment and the way you communicate to your patients is ultimately going to drive costs out of, you know, that, um, that, that uh, the cost related to that payment uh, for a healthcare provider. Great. Yeah. And I, and I think that the, the big part of that, right, as you go down this digitization, you know, path, you know, one of the concerns that um, people have, right, is, 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 is it secure, right? And from the provider's perspective, you want your customers to know that they have a secure environment set up, right? Where the data is protected, the cards protected, et cetera. Um, so, you know, communicating that, you talked about communication from the provider. You know, I think that's important, those, uh, that, that people know that they're providing a secure and safe way for their patients um, to pay. But, um, but this has been great, Dan. Um, really appreciate your insight. Again, I think um, if, if people have questions uh, or want to be able to reach either Dan or myself, you know, our, our contact information will be at the end. Um, but uh, Dan, I want to thank you for joining me uh, today. Um, hopefully for everyone, this has been helpful. Um, and I really hope you join us next month when we discuss uh, pain points from the patient's perspective uh, and things that you can think about there and how to solve uh, this digitization uh, journey um, and help your revenue cycle. So thank you all. And uh, we'll hopefully talk to you next month.